from spooky legends past, down through generations, to haunted locations that hold a ghostly past. Come one, come all, come blinders and seekers, hear the creepy side of Eva. Welcome to the creepy side of Nipa. I am Dan Kozlowski. Here we are on the second episode of our Halloween season. We have a great episode coming up. Before we get started, once again, I'd like to remind all of our returning and even new listeners. If you haven't already, please follow WNAP's Creepy Side of Nipa on Facebook. And also, depending on the podcast platform that you're listening to us on, please like, subscribe, or follow the Creepy Side of Nipa. That way you'll never miss a new episode. Joining us tonight is Tatiana from the Lackawanna County Visitor Bureau, and also Carrie Ann and John from Wyoming Valley Ghost Tours. They join us tonight to talk a little bit about the creepy side of Lackawanna County. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So I brought you guys on to talk a little bit about the creepy side of Lackawanna County, and what better than the Visitor Bureau and also you guys, because the Wyoming Valley Ghost Tours have been investigating some of these locations. Absolutely. I know the Lackawanna County Visitor Center has put together a Honda Trail. What are some of the mm-hmm. locations, and have you guys investigated any of these locations? So the locations on the Lackawanna County Haunted Trail, there's 13, like the number, unlucky 13. Um, we have the Catlin House, uh, which is the Lackawanna Historical Society building. We have the Colonnade. We have Scranton Public Library, also known as the Albright Memorial Library. We have the Scranton Cultural Center at the Masonic Temple. We have AV Restaurant and Lounge, Hotel German, uh, the Ritz Theater and Performing Arts Center, the Jason Miller Memorial Bust, the Everhart Museum, Andy Gavin's Eatery and Pub, Forest Hill Cemetery, Theater at North, and Carbondale City Hall. I know a few of those locations. One right off the top of my head, we did an episode last year with Andy Gavins, and he had quite a few Mm. stories there in that property. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What are some of your favorite properties in Lackawanna County? You investigated with Wyoming Valley Ghost Tours in the past. Yeah, so we've actually done eight um, on that list that was mentioned, so it's um, pretty interesting. We have quite a good – we have a lot of stories, actually, from all of them, to be honest with you. we can list – uh, the locations that we've done, we've done the Lackawanna County Historical, which is the Catlin House. We've done the Scranton um, Albright Library, the Memorial Library, Scranton Cultural Center, at the Masonic Temple. Uh, we've done the Ritz Theater. We've done the Everhart Museum. Uh, we've done Forest Hill Cemetery, Theater at North, and we've done Carbondale City Hall. Right. Uh, so those are the locations that we currently or have worked with. Sure. Um, in Lackawanna County. Um, Lackawanna County is very open to us. <laughs> um, yeah, you're not just in Wyoming or uh, Luzerne County. Yeah, People no, think Wyoming not. Valley Ghost Tours, sometimes they think only Luzerne County. Yeah, right. So we're Luzerne, Lackawanna, Bradford County, uh, Lehigh Valley area, Bethlehem down in there. And we'll have a few more counties uh, next year that we'll be announcing pretty soon. But going back to um, some of our favorite locations, I think... <laughs> We get asked that all the time, and it's very hard to pinpoint what our favorite locations are because they're all so unique in the experiences that they bring to us and the people that we, you know, bring into them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's ho- so hard well, to say which one's our favorite, but each of them have their own unique 
experiences. They sure do. Like the Catlin House was the most recent one on that most list. Most recent, yes. That we've investigated. And the place has honestly never let us down no. yet. Uh, we've <laughs> investigated there probably about five It times is a beautiful now. building. Oh, my oh, it God. Is. It really yeah. is. There's a, there's a lot of, it, well, I mean, it's. A There's a lot of, of interesting <laughs> things in, within that building. Yeah, so. A lot of artifacts, yeah. uh, historical artifacts. And, um, you know, there's that theory that these artifacts can hold on to that energy. And it, it could be displayed on, a, on a, one of our investigations. And we've had people uh, tell us the same stories that some of the workers there have experienced. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, and I definitely I heard that from quite a few people on the show how spirits or energy gets trapped like in that object and they just stay in that wherever location those objects are yeah i don't know um so i don't know about trapped but i honestly believe somehow connected maybe trapped is the wrong word um like i would say usually if it was like someone's favorite whatever maybe i'm just using an example like a teddy bear someone had a teddy bear their favorite stuffed animal whatever it was i think that they come back and they visit it and they check on it occasionally especially when they know there's somebody there looking at it and checking their favorite item, they want to see what's going on. And I think that's what uh, sparks some so of that So maybe they activity. can use that object sure. in order to check the surroundings around that object, too. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Yeah. Um, but, yes, the Catlin House is, you know, one of our favorite locations. Um, we've The basement seems to be a, uh, a good part of that location. Um, also, the second floor, there's been um, some you know, um, experiences on the side. I mean, I was going to say the second floor, but then also the third floor. So it's just everywhere. There's just so many different artifacts. There's a museum basically in there. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it's an interesting place for sure. Um, the Albright library. Um, we, we've had, we've, he always says, ready for the symmetrical book stacking, but it is <laughs> the not. Ghostbusters fan, I'm just waiting one day. I need symmetrical book stacking. Um, not yet. But we definitely, we've had some really good EVPs come out of the mm-hmm. the, the, the Albright Library. Um, for sure. Yeah. Do you guys know any history on that building and why it might be haunted? Um, and I think it just comes back to uh, how many people have gone through the threshold of that door and really enjoy the place over the years. And they like to come back and they like to visit. I really do. And, you know, of course, it's related to the family, and there's been... Sure. You know, there's been... Um, Wasn't the family home on that property, too? Yeah. At one point? At one point, there, there, were, there were people that lived there on that, in that area where their houses were actually um, demolished uh, to build that and the Scranton Cultural Center. Mm-hmm. So there's some energy there for sure. Sure. What are some of the experiences you guys happened during your tours or your investigations at the Albright Library? At the Albright Library, that one's really heavily, we usually get a lot of audio response. Uh, meaning, Which is strange because you're supposed to be quiet in the library. Absolutely. <laughs> well, maybe they don't want to be held back by that. Yeah, other, that's know? true. Who knows? Um, audio is really audio heavy, for sure. Uh, we get a lot of EVPs at that location, uh, random names, and but we like to play different games when we do EVPs because a lot of times... I don't, we just like to spice it up a little bit. So what we'll do is we'll sit people down. We'll have a group. There's usually only a max of six people in a group investigating. And we'll let the spirits know what our intentions are. We're just here to communicate. We're curious. We just want to talk to you. Uh, if there's anything that you want to say to us or anything that you need, a message to get out, you have the opportunity to do it. Your voice could be heard. So if we don't get responses like that, sometimes we like to try to pique their interest where we'll just play something simple like a number game. And what we'll do is we'll have... A seat that's emptied. Okay. Right? So say I would start off or the group leader 
would start off and they would start off by saying one and the next person, two, three, four, five. And if the sixth seat is empty, we're going to ask the spirit to come join us there and we want them to follow. So a lot of times we'll go through one, two, three, four, five, go back and you listen and you hear six. It's pretty amazing how many times that you'll get a response um, by number or if they can't speak, we'll get a tap or a bang right where they should say something. Wow, that, that's very, I never heard of that theory before, how you put them in the seats and you get that number sure. of seats corresponding. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> we also had a really good, I, I think you remember this, but we had a really good Estes session down in the basement of the Albright Library where sure. we got like the Mockingbird. Um, we yeah. had somebody bring in a trigger object, which was a favorite book, mm -hmm. um, and it was uh, How to, ki uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, and they had it in their bag. They never took it out, but they asked the question, and he'll explain what the Estes method is, um, but they asked the question, do you know what book I have? It's my favorite book. And we got the response from the person that was doing the experiment, um, mock. And then they said, yeah, and the response was ing. And so they said, yeah, and they said bird. So it was like, oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty, uh, Significant it was almost like they were interacting with you. They also. were. Yep. They were um, without her ever taking out the book. So that was pretty significant, mm -hmm. too. And what's interesting about it, too, is the person who is relaying the message to us, um, it's, it's based off sensory deprivation where they cannot hear their surroundings or see their surroundings. They wear noise-isolating headphones, and they also, which is connected to a spirit box. Uh, and they also wear a sleep mask so they can't see. So the focus, so the, we want them to focus um, you know, on if there are any spirits that's going to talk, they're able to just blank out all their surroundings and just listen, focus on what's around them. And the lady who, who was giving these responses, she cannot see or hear anybody uh, in that group. So it was pretty interesting. You asked a question and she's getting a response like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that would definitely freak me out if it was <laughs> happening. <laughs> that's for sure. So when you guys post these locations on the trail, what are mm -hmm. some of the top locations that people like or people seem more interested in? I find that like f the popularity in Forest Hill Cemetery is just like growing, I feel like recently, um, especially, and I don't know if it's because people find it like peaceful just to walk through there, like during the fall, like it's just very, like that's its peak, I think. I mean, just the history in the cemetery, just like the old tombstones and everything, like it's incredible. I think that we did a segment together, mm -hmm. like when was it? Like last year, yeah, it was right? Last October, I believe. Yeah, it was, and right? it was like four o'clock in the morning. And I was like, no, "That's too early for me." Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, it was it was definitely interesting because I feel like didn't wasn't there some technical difficulty? Like something weird happened. There, there was some weird stuff going on with the lighting and the sound. They had to keep readjusting things. So, yeah. you know, whether it was related or not, this, I don't know, but it was odd. We'll put it that it way. It definitely was odd. And I definitely felt uh, a little uneasy. But I mean, that also comes with being in a cemetery. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying to think um, what else? People love the cultural center, too. That's a popular one. And both of those locations are places you guys both investigated, too, right? We have, yes. yeah. Mm -hmm. So how about with the going back to the cemetery you spoke about? Mm -hmm. Any any uh, personal experiences there with your groups? So we only, unfortunately, we only have been there, I think, twice, twice only. Yeah. Uh, this last one we were supposed to do, we had pretty much horrible weather that came through. We had to cancel it. Um, well, that, yeah, that's the problem with outdoor ones, I would I Yeah, guess. you know, it's just uh, nature of how, how it goes. But um, we the experiences we had at the cemetery 
uh, were shadow figures. Uh, we a lot of different shadow figures. People would see stuff out of the corner. Not so much audio, other than one situation uh, that I had personally. No, it was a very personal experience. Uh, a very that you very had at that personal cemetery, experience, and which is something that I think we need to to also you know address that in any location, um, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be you know. That yeah, it does not have to be related to the location. It it can be something very personal that you bring into the location, um, and it could be somebody that just wants to speak to you personally. That you that somebody has passed on that belongs to you that just comes through and wants to speak to. We cannot make that happen though. Like that, <laughs> I mean, people have come right. to our events and said, "I want to speak to my you know my 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 grandmother that has passed." And we're like, "We cannot make that happen." You know, we cannot. Yeah. Like we're not those people. Um, however, it has happened because they just have come through like it has happened um it's pretty amazing how many personal experiences that people have on our investigations everybody's like oh i can't wait to hear you know i'm trying to communicate with whoever at this building because it's known historically haunted that this person this person this happens and it never no. happens yeah and someone's loved one comes through and talks to them and it is, it's the most amazing experience ever when yeah, you get it's that. definitely something they're not expecting most right. of the time no um and and it's it's emotional you know um, sure it's really emotional when you get to hear the voice of your your loved one or there's someone there someone else is relaying a message that for from your loved one that only you would know and only something that makes sense you know it's it's pretty amazing and that's yeah so that's what happened at Forest Hill Cemetery a lot mm-hmm. of shadow figures and personal. we had a very personal experience at Forest Hill Cemetery but um Norma is the one that gives the history there and she's amazing mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. And then you also said when you guys were together, there was some audio and technical difficulties to it that kept happening? Yeah, just weird, like weird stuff. Like Noises? Was, yeah. Yeah. Sound yeah. like people, like something walking, I remember a couple times. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, it could have been an animal. It However, been. it was just too often and too much around, like close to us. So yes. it was bizarre. Yeah. Because we, we stayed in one very, like, specific part of that cemetery, and that cemetery spreads out into the Dunmore yeah. Cemetery. Okay. So I know where the Dunmore yes. Cemetery is. I can't really yeah. picture the one we're talking about right <clears throat> now, but I know where the Dunmore one is. Yeah. It's, I mean, I would say it's like connected, but it's not the same ownership, right? Mm-hmm. Two totally different <clears throat> things. But, yeah, and it definitely uh, a lot of stuff was happening that night or that morning, I should say. It was a fun morning. Yeah. Well, I guess it makes it worth getting up that early than if something <laughs> happened. At least I think so. Yeah, no, I think so too. Another location you were talking about that has a lot of interest is the Cultural Center, right? Mm-hmm. And that is another location you guys did multiple investigations, right? Yeah, we've been investigating at the Scranton Cultural Center since April of 2019, and we usually do about six to eight of them a year there. So They were our second partner. Yeah, yeah, they were. I know back in, I think it was 2019, we did an episode, one of our early episodes, we had the general manager in from the Cultural Center, and he shared with us a few stories of a girl known in the theater, mm-hmm. I believe, and another one that happened upstairs in his library. I forget how the whole story went, but some looked like some guy was reading a newspaper, and he sort of just vanished. Yep, that's a story, um, that there was a gentleman, uh, they were having a meeting there, it was a Mason's uh, meeting that was going on, and there was a gentleman sitting in the corner, and he was, like you said, reading a newspaper, or it was a book, and he introduced himself, I think at one point his name was Bill, if I remember correctly, but that gentleman, everybody's looking for him when it was time for their meeting or whatever it was. They're like, well, where did that guy go? Where did he? Yeah, he just vanished. Vanished out of no, uh, you know, thin air. It's pretty crazy. Oh, wow. 
And that building itself is crazy with all the different passageways, the different locations and doors that open that go to staircases in the wall. Sure. Yeah. uh, We we never really get to check those out because (laughs) (laughs) I wish, you know, um, but it's it's interesting place. I mean, 188,000 square feet. It's it's a big building. It's a big building. There's a lot of really cool stuff there. Uh, Artifacts also in that building. And it just has such a history, a rich history. So you never know who you're going to walk into. I mean, we've had so many experiences there from door slamming to footsteps. Smells. Smells. Smells are really big at the Cultural Center. But one of the coolest experiences at the Cultural Center for me is when I investigate myself, I like to just sit and listen and let the building, let it talk to me. And I want to understand, like, what it does naturally. So I'll sit there for maybe 15 minutes or so and listen to what it's telling me. And then I will start asking questions to see if there's anything different from the natural sounds that I just picked up on. Sitting in the theater, in the balcony, I can't even tell you how many people have told us on groups where they've gotten so hot. It's the opposite. Most people are like, God, usually they get cold. They feel these cold spots and breezes. Yeah. But for whatever reason, people get really hot up there. And they could sense something around them, and then they feel that that breeze comes. But then you can hear, like, ticks and knocks from the right side to the left side and up above. And it's pretty interesting, the interaction that you get in that theater. When you said the heat spots, you don't really – like you said, you don't hear the heat spots. You hear of cold spots, people getting the chills, stuff like that. But that was the exact opposite. Yeah, and we look also for HVAC. Like that's one thing that we always do is we're looking for a cause for everything that we Right, you look for a vent or something like that. Sure, you have to. You know, but in that big room – for now, no, it, it, it's bizarre. But the noises back and forth, the ticking, the walking on the stage, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And how many times do you guys investigate at that property? Oh, God. Well, at least six times a year. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've lost count of how many times we've investigated, I, uh, but it does. it goes quick when it goes up. Uh, I would say we've probably investigated that place at least 30 times now yeah. publicly. And I know another location on the trail that I'm kind of interested in, I know you guys did a few investigations, was Carbondale City Hall. Yeah. You guys have any experiences that happened there? Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. The basement again. The basement. There's two jail two jail cells, right? Uh, the there's, well, confirmed one cell. Oh, one. Uh, down there. So we have heard. Groups like a lot of times we like to set up lasers, and the reason for the laser grids are just to uh, give you a visual aid uh, to see something. How many times have you been sitting somewhere like, oh, I swear I saw something move over there? Well, the reason behind that we set up the laser grids are just so if anything were to walk by and break that plane, that light, you could see it a lot easier, maybe even get uh, the outline of a figure. Uh, but I can't even tell you how many times people have set them up going, shooting the laser down the hallway, and they're just sitting there waiting and asking if there's. Anybody here that would like to come out and talk to us, please do so, and they'll see something break go the, break the, sh- yeah. the the plane, yeah, and go side to side from room to room in there. It, it's a really interesting. So you see, place. like a shadow figure break mm-hmm. the laser beam. You're saying, yeah, never, never a defined shape of a human or anything like, but you something breaks the light for sure. Okay, and it's not down low, so it's not a, like. You know, not a creature. Like, yeah, not, it's, it's a pie. Yeah. <laughs> not like a mouse that yeah, did that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we've also gotten some EVPs there. Yeah, um, EVPs are a little bit tough there just because of the... Um, the road noise. The road noise. And like, the police station. The police station. There's a lot of stuff that goes on there, but <laughs> yeah. footsteps yes. in up on the second mm-hmm. floor in mm-hmm. the hallway, um, which is 
They like to inter- yeah. they like to interact with lights. Um, so like we've put we've put down various types of of our equipment that are light activated. So like if if energy like was to go by it, then it would light up. Um, so they've interacted with our different types of mm-hmm. equipment that do that. Um, but yeah, we've we've had some really good experiences. And bit. again, with like the Estes method, that a lot of people have had very personal experiences at the Carbondale City Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one building that probably dates back to I don't even early eighteen hundreds, right? It's it's an old building. I don't know the exact year. Um, I should, but I just don't right now. Sorry. No, that's okay. But yeah, it's a building that probably holds a lot of past for mm-hmm. sure, especially when jail cells in the basement. Sure. How about another location that seems to be a lot of interest on the trail? Um, let me think about this one. Oh, AV people love AV restaurant. That actually, we just posted about that today, and it's already getting like a lot of uh, like buzz. I think people are intrigued by the fact that it used to be a temporary morgue during yeah. the influenza uh, pandemic. I, when did that date uh, back? It was like 1918. Yeah. Yeah, 19, yeah. 18, 19, somewhere around there. Yeah. I, I, we've gotten comments today that like people didn't even realize like that they've worked there when it was past businesses and didn't realize that the basement was being used for that. I remember hearing <laughs> stories from that place when it used to be the Banshee, too, yes. right before AV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah so that's, that's, that's definitely a big one. Definitely pretty creepy that bodies were kept in the basement there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, um, there are catacombs that are connected under there also where they were stored. Is that correct? Is there actually? That's what I heard. Yeah. Oh I mean, it was gosh. never really confirmed, but <clears throat> yeah. I believe it just because of other locations around that area. Um, sure. Yeah. They, well, we've seen them. So I, there probably is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing too with a lot of like places is like some things are like not totally confirmed because it's like i don't know if it's like the businesses not or maybe they don't even know honestly yeah and a lot of it's Um, all handed down stories that people sort of changes over the years yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah i know that's one i personally heard of myself and i never really had any anyone come on the show yet from that restaurant to confirm anything but i definitely knew it was a morgue because i heard that from a couple different people now yeah but you don't hear stuff like that happening anymore no. You don't keep bodies in the basement of the the local no. whatever business that was at the time. I'd like to think we're more resourceful now, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, right? <laughs> hopefully, yeah. yeah. How about you guys? Any other locations in Lackawanna County, even the surrounding area that you guys really had a lot of experiences with? Well, the Catlin House. I mean, the oh. Catlin House, we could go back to that. I mean, we have had we had one of the weirdest experiences down there in the basement, of course. Uh, seems where a lot of the stuff happens. Um we have had doing spirit box sessions where we've had people direct it to go to certain areas in that room, mm-hmm. you know, go straight, walk, and we call people out by name, which is really amazing to me. And they'd get to a, a, a certain location and we'd hear stop come through. And then we started hearing these numbers. Like, I don't remember the exact numbers now. We have it written down, but it was like, right. you know, 20, 18, 30. It was just going these random numbers. So we look over where he was told to stop. And there's a safe there, which is really incredible to me. Now, the safe. That would come our, and play with the numbers, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it made a lot of sense. Now, that safe was already cracked open, and you actually couldn't turn the knob. It was locked. It was, you know, so it couldn't be shut and right. locked. But I thought it was really interesting that we had a gentleman direct it down the hallway and turn right, turn left, and stop right by a safe. And then we started hearing these two-digit numbers come through on the speaker. So 
I don't know. Interesting stuff there. Um, That's a pretty big coincidence. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot of people are like, do you think it was a coincidence? No. At that point, I I just can't believe that that's a coincidence. Um, And we've also experienced a ball of energy, this Mm -hmm. light. The last time we were there, or second, uh, two investigations ago, everybody saw it at the same time, too, which was amazing, where we had this, like, ball of white light kind of form up in this room above this gentleman's head and then like move down the hallway and everybody's like oh my god what was that don't know definitely some energy down there for sure it's a really really great place yeah but never i just want to i just want to make sure like never anything where we feel threatened in any of our locations yeah no everything is Mm -hmm. always playful come interact with me you know stuff like that so have we met like grumpy spirits, yeah. <laughs> There's grumpy I mean, people. Yeah. So what's sure. the difference? And I think I think that, that I think that that transfers when we pass right. on. If you're a grumpy, I think you're going to be a grumpy spirit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. But yeah, nothing ever malicious or anything. So before we wrap things up, I'd just like to ask if you anyone was interested in joining the tour or the the trail Mm -hmm. if they would like some more information how would they find it yeah so you'd go to our website our website is visitnepa.org and from there you could either search for the haunted trail or you could just go right to the link which is visitnepa.org slash haunted dash trail and then for the wyoming valley ghost tours what do you guys have coming up so coming up um so the only thing we have coming up that is sold out because we didn't post it yet is um well two of them right oh no there's well two investigations at the same property the double header correct is november 11th well, november 11th november we still 11th. have a few tickets left for that but they have to go right to the sayer mansion they have to call directly yeah that's the right sayer, sayer mansion um and then november, where exactly is the sayer mansion i did hear of it but i don't think it is it in close the, uh, in bethlehem okay not too far away no not too far but what's really unique about that location that we do is it's um, an overnight investigation. So it's uh, based off double occupancy. You get your room for the night. Uh, dinner's included for two. Uh, the paranormal investigation throughout the whole night. And then breakfast in the morning for two. So it's a really, really unique experience. And uh, like Carrie Ann said, there's, what, two rooms left. Uh, and that's in uh, November? November 11th. Yep. November 11th, okay. And then November 18th, we are doing a double header investigation of the Albright Library and the Children's Memorial Library, which is right next door. And um, you talked about that quite a bit in this episode tonight, the yeah, library. Yeah, uh, they're great places. We only got to investigate the Children's Library one time, two times, um, and it was it was fun both times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so when she says double header, we're both places, so you're, you're going to be with us for like I'm not sure hours. if I'm correct on this, but my Lackawanna County history, I think the Children's Library used to be a church. It was. It was a okay. scientific church. Scientology. From Scientology. Like in, in oh, that I didn't know that. Yeah. There was, yeah it was in, interesting. I don't know if I actually have that claim of Scientology, but there, it was a scientific. There was something to do with that in the science realm with that church. Yeah, because I remember hearing how the library is built to be a library, the main library, but the, the Children's Library was some sort of church I knew. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm sure there's some interesting stuff to find in there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we had some pretty good experiences there. We sure did. <laughs> you know, it's they're not – I just don't want anybody to ever think that it's – when you go in for an investigation, it's all the time. Um, there's sometimes we have investigations by ourselves and with the public, we get nothing. However, it's always fun to know that you're in a crazy, like a beautiful historic location right. and we're trying to make communication. Like, it's a great time. So – you may not always get something, but we're going to try together. 
definitely an entertaining evening. Sure. Yeah, yeah, the experiences are definitely not cookie cutter either. (laughs) Well, I'd like to thank everyone for joining me tonight. Wyoming Valley Ghost Tours and Tatiana from the Lackawanna County Visitor Center. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Have a great night. Too. Thank you for joining us tonight. I hope you could join us again on our next episode. Until then, enjoy The Creepy Side of Nipah. This has been The Creepy Side of Nipah. If you have a spooky story that took place in northeastern or central Pennsylvania, send it to ghost at wnep.com for your chance to share it on an upcoming episode. We're dying to hear from you. Ha, ha, ha.